Hi, and welcome to Ivan's 15th podcast. Dad has been doing these podcasts since last November, and I can tell you that he loves the response that he gets from each of you who listen and from those of you who contact him or comment on each episode. Almost 1,500 of you have downloaded and listened. Please share these episodes with anyone you think might be interested. It's been shared in many countries around the world, but for some reason in the United States, South Carolina, and New Jersey lead the way. So thank you to whoever has shared it to friends and families in these states. Outside of Canada and the US, the Bahamas leads the way in downloads. This episode might be my favorite episode so far. In this one, Dad talks about his brother-in-law, Bill Shrum, and the Shrum family. Bill Shrum is my uncle, and there are memories in this episode that I haven't heard before. The Shrum family has a long history, not just in Smithville, but as you'll hear in this episode, in the Ontario agricultural community. In addition to this wonderful family history, you'll hear a bit about a quarry in Smithville that turned into a landfill that turned into a soccer pitch that some of you or your children or your grandchildren may have played on. On top of that, you'll hear a bit about Casterville baseball. So much packed into one episode, and I hope you enjoy it. Thanks so much for listening, for sharing, and for commenting. Welcome to The Print Shop and my podcast. This week I want to reminisce about my friendship with several members, several families here in the community of Smithville. These are my thoughts and what their friendship has meant to me over my lifetime. First off, I want to speak to you about my great friend, William Bill Shrum, who I have had a wonderful relationship since our family moved to Smithville and we were in public school together. The Shrum family history begins with Bill's grandfather, William Burton Shrum, born in 1867 and married Emma J. Merritt. Their family consisted of three sons and two daughters. Isaac Merritt, Emma's father, bought a small parcel of land which at that time was called a farm on Cambridge Street in Smithville. It stretched east along the banks of the 20 Mile Creek. This farm is where Burton and Emma lived most of their life, and Burton operated a bake shop on Griffin Street in a coal business that had customers throughout the white area. The coal would come by train and the cars were unloaded onto a siding on the premises on the south side of the train station. Several members of the family worked for their father when they were young and going to school. Their Five children, Gordon M., Charles J., Lorne, Mabel, Agnes, and Laura, all attended public school and high school in the area and went on to become prominent citizens in their chosen fields of endeavor. At this time, I want to talk mainly about how the Shrum family established a great legacy in raising and showing chickens at the local fall fairs and especially at the Royal Winter Fair and the Canadian National Exhibition. Then also Charles and his son Bill both furthered their careers in judging of chickens and waterfowl and were in demand to judge all over Canada and parts of the U.S. They also gave up of their time to be superintendents of different shows. Gordon began the collection of the prize chickens in his teenage life on the farm and when he enlisted 
1916, at the age of 20, he gave the collection to his brother, Charles, to manage. Gordon had spent one year at Hamilton Collegiate before enrolling at the University College of Toronto and then on to Victoria College. After one year at the university, he joined the Canadian Officers Training Corps for the basic training and physical education. In 1916, he joined the 67th University Field Battery and served in England and France. Gordon's field battery was engaged in the Battle of Vimy Ridge. He was also very much engaged in World War II. Following the war, he finished his university education and following a number of jobs, he focused on his degree work and ended up at the University of British Columbia. And from there, he became a professor and headed up the BC Energy Board to build the Peace River and Columbia River hydroelectric power projects. Gordon then became chancellor and architect of Simon Fraser University. Following the war, he spent the balance of his lifetime in British Columbia and was honored for his many achievements. Gordon was pleased to turn over the collection of chickens to his younger brother, Charles, who had shown an interest in them. Charles married Mabel Pye in 1931. Mabel had, become, had come to Smithville in 1920, where she taught the middle room of SS number 12. When they were first married, they resided in the apartment above the bake shop, which Charles' father owned. Charles delivered bread for the big shop by horse and buggy and later used a truck. Their son William was born when they lived in the apartment. In 1934, Charles and Mabel bought a farm property owned by Andrew Allen Jacobs that had a driveway off Cambrough Street and it too had frontage on the 20 Mile Creek, stretching back to the edge of the old stone quarry. It is still in the Shrum name as Bill and Janet live in the homestead and their son Robert and family reside in a home built on part of the property closer to the street. Bill and Janet reside there after they were married. Now the larger field that bordered the creek has been sold off, which is a residential subdivision. Following the death of her husband, Charles, Mabel went back to her profession, teaching public school for a number of years. After retiring from teaching, Mabel served as chief librarian at the local library for some 12 years. Her literary fame came when she took upon herself to write a column that was published monthly in the Ontario Milk Producers magazine from 1947 to 1956. These letters told of the homey little happenings that were part of a farmer's wife, wife's life. When she retired from the library, they were able to put together a booklet of these letters and she was presented with it as a gift. Charles took great pride in his collection of chickens, game chickens, ducks, geese, and even pigeons, which he housed in the barn on the property. He was always proud of his efforts to show champion chickens and other fowl. And he first started showing chickens in 1922 and is one of the first exhibitors to show at the Royal Winter Fair when it started in Guelph, and then when it moved to Toronto. He was also an exhibitor at the CNE in the 1940s and 50s. This I remember very well, as several times he took Bill and I as teenagers when he was exhibiting at the CNE 
and we got to stay overnight with him at a motel along the lake shore. Bill reminded me just recently when we were reminiscing that the name of the motel was Eagle's Nest. Also, one year he treated us to the live show at the Royal when Olson and Johnson starred in Hell's a Poppin'. This was a great performance to a packed house. Charles was a great promoter of the Smithville Fall Fair and spent many years as a director, secretary, and president. Mabel also helped with the secretarial work. Charles was very personable. I can attest to this as I spent many hours visiting and even working for him when Bill and I delivered milk throughout the village, a business he started in the 1940s. The milk was supplied by Silverwood's Dairy in Hamilton. Charles also took over the coal business from his father when he retired and had several hired men who worked for him. He always had a team of horses where he would cultivate gardens in the spring. He also had a horse for the covered wagon for the delivery of the milk. Over the years, he was employed on the night shift at the E.B. Acton Flour and Feed Mill and later when R.C. Top and Jack Pinnell took over the ownership. I even had the opportunity to attend a few rooster cockfights that were held in the area. Charles had shown at the Royal for some 32 years and following his death in 1955, his son Bill took over and has shown some 63 years. As well, Bill has been superintendent of the chicken show at the Royal for some 31 years. Bill is hoping the show will last another five years so the family might celebrate 100 years. The CNE disbanded their poultry show some years ago. Charles was awarded the first contract for garbage pickup in Smithville in the late 1940s, and he used a wagon and a team of horses for the first part. Then he bought a truck, which made it more convenient to dump in the old quarry, which was the first landfill for the village. It now has a soccer pitch and a playground. Then the next generation of Shrums took over in the person of William Shrum. Bill had worked around the farm some before he applied and was accepted at Otis Elevators some three years before his father passed away. He then gave up that job and came home to take over the business that his dad was still operating. That was the coal business, garbage, and the chickens. Bill was familiar with the chickens as he was always involved as he began showing chickens at the local fair when he started public school and he has never missed a beat, showing some 80 years. In later years, he bought out Harmon Hodgkin's coal business and added a number of trucks to deliver coal and other commodities such as sand, stone, and asphalt for the township. 1957 and 58 were very good years, Bill recalls. Then the oil for heating homes and businesses came along and Bill invested in a fuel truck. In, the late, in late 1959, Bill decided with a downturn in the economy, he sold off the local business to Fern Goulet, coal business to Fern Goulet and the garbage contract to Jack Sheldrick and accepted his old job back in the electrical department at Otis Elevators, where he spent some 32 years. 
Bill remembers carpooling with other residents of Smithville that worked with him at the Otis, such as Claude Fisher, Ormy Bond, Walter Tuck, Bill Ingalls, and Gordon Wilkinson. While working out, Bill still was looking after and showing his prize poultry, winning many top prizes in many fall fairs and at the Royal. He was honored to show in a poultry exhibition in Columbus, Ohio, and winning champion Pekin Duck in the late 1960s. He has on display many trophies and plaques, along with championships, championship ribbons for many of his bantams, game chickens, ducks, and geese. Just re recently, in 2016, he was awarded the champion Pekin Duck at the Royal. Bill took up judging of poultry and waterfall in 1971 and has traveled Ontario, Alberta, and the Maritimes, as well in a number of U.S. states, including Pennsylvania, Ohio, and New York. Bill has taken great pride in his judging duties, and he, he takes his time to talk with many young exhibitors and explain the art of showing and preparing the fall for, for the show. Bill not only was in showing and judging, but every spring for a number of years he operated a hatchery where he added to his flock with the young. He even hatched for other poultry owners. Janet, Bill's wife, and my sister traveled a lot with Bill when he went judging but still working full-time at the Smithville Post Office for some 22 years from 1971 to 1994. She received her 20-year plot. Bill was always active in sports, and I can attest to that as I was a player on the teams of softball that we both enjoyed playing. We started playing softball as teenagers on the senior men's softball team here in Smithville. Bill was a sidearm pitcher and I was a catcher, and I have many damaged fingers to attest to it. We played on championship teams in 1950 and several championship teams in the ORSA years later. Bill and I had the opportunity to play with other teams when there was a tournament in the area. We both well remember joining the team that Caserville entered in their tournament, which was played in Caserville for a number of years. Some of the names on the roster for the Caserville team were Harold and Howard Dennis, Ellis Green, Charles Kinzel, Graham Bell, Stuart Kinzel, Don Goyett, Leslie Young, Everett Phillips. Bill and I would join the team in several years we hoisted the championship trophy. It was played on the July 1st weekend and several years the weather was very hot. Over the years playing in the OASA and the ORSA, our Smithfield team traveled to play in many towns and villages, namely Drumbo, Fisherville, Cooksville, Meaford, Crumlin, Dorchester, Teeterville, Burford, and Ayr. In 1955, 56, and 57, we had a very good years in the Ontario Playdowns. Bill and I were trying to remember other players who were pitchers on our teams, namely Stan Vaughn, Zenny Jeremizen, Marty Baller. I want to mention another member of our team that was always there, and that was Bill Faltars. Bill was not only a good ball player, but he enjoyed hockey and played on a number of good teams over the years. A number of years, Smithville had a hockey team in the league that played most of the games in the Dunville Arena. 
1952, Smithville won the championship, and some of the members of that team were Bill Shrum, Jack Pennell, Cy Pegg, Royal Tiley, Don Lapman, Harry Schenkel, Doug Book, Frank Comfort, Bob Bentley, Jolly Howe, Paul Bolint, Sam Bolint, and Ed Bolint. I'm sorry if we missed some players. After retiring from Otis, Bill took on the job as a part-time worker at the local arena, mostly at nighttime. He operated the Zamboni and was responsible for closing up the arena after the last game of practice. He has now retired from that job and spends his leisure time with his chickens and garden. A man who has a storied past and some interesting anecdotes to tell about showing and judging poultry. In March 2018, during the 95th Annual Royal Winter Fair, the Shrum family received an honor of being one of the inductees into the Royal Agricultural Winter Fair Hall of Distinction and, and received a wall plaque in purple and gold. Now it is time to close up the printing shop for another day and plan for another podcast that will give a little more history of our village and township. Thanks for listening and we will see you in the very near future.